Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros, and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo, and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. G'day, podcasters. We know why you're here, you filthy animals. You're trying to rinse us for tickets to see Placebo. We get it. And Alice Cooper and Wolf Mother. Pandemonium Rocks, Bribe Island. Sandstone Point Hotel, I don't need to tell you. You've got no, all the details. We, are, we understand. Well, that's one of the reasons I got the podcast. They know. They want the code word, which today is hooker because of... Um, Rugby league. Not because of Vegas. Hooker, like a number nine. As in Billy Walters. Yeah, as in Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. Smith. Yeah, hooker. So as in... Tristan Saylor. As in the American word for prostitute. Excuse me. How right. dare you. Julia Roberts. On report oh, yeah. in the bin. What? Keep it clean. Pretty woman. It's a podcast. Podcast. Oh, no. no swearing. Oh, Steve Hooker. Aware. Remember Steve Hooker, the pole vaulter, red hair? The ginger fella got mm. silver? Or is yeah, that, I think so. Is that Gregory Ava? Is that who we're, uh, were, we, were we talking pole vaulting in today's show? Yep. Didn't Erin Mullen talk about hookers? Did, Did she? In what in context? Terms of. I'm not sure if I can repeat it. Why not? It's a podcast. Who cares? Hooker, 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 hooker. What did she oh, say? Oh, hooker, hooker. Oh, yeah. hooker. Hooker, hooker, hooker. Yeah. Nice. No, you can't repeat Didn't she that. get done for that? Yeah, I think yeah. she did get done. Yeah. No, anyway. She seemed to get away with it. Uh, didn't she have to? She sued him, but then they found in their favour. They went, no, no, no. They cancelled the free they, show. They were right to call you that. That was for different reasons. Oh, she, she killed really Yeah, she should be sued for killing the footy show. Speaking of redheads like <laughs> Hooker and mm. Fatty Vorton, the lack of Bring back Fatty. Uh, what were we doing? Oh, yeah, hooker, t- text it to the burner phone if you want to go to Pandemonium Rocks. Oh, yeah, and things that are on the podcast, we were talking about traffic controllers, rumours that they're getting $120,000 a year, and Tony from Bandamba wanted to jump in. I was informed recently that a labourer with a fork ticket on the new Wharf Casino built in Brisbane, including allowances, was on 2700 take-home. That's after tax. A wee. Wow, that's 135 after tax. Is that that's 140, but after tax, so yeah, 210. 210 a year, 220, 230. My God, and that's. Why we've all got to get to the casino and give Spend them our some money. money. Mm. <laughs> They're doing another investigation on that casino. Just mm. uh, side note. T from Redland Bay, she wanted to talk or he wanted to talk youth crime. Would you say T double E? Is T a lady or a man? Lady. It's got kisses at the end, so I'm going to say a lady. lady. Hey, great conversation this morning on a difficult topic topic with no easy answers. Please tell your listeners to also check their insurance policies. If keys are left in cars or in visible locations, insurers may not pay out claims for a stolen vehicle. Not sure if this was covered before I tuned in. I'm not suggesting material objects to take priority safety and family first, but check policies. The insurance industry is a nightmare. Customers should be aware of their policy details. Great call. Well, at the time, we sort of suggested that's not a great idea just to leave your keys in the car. That well, used to be so old Well, people school. don't have to be confronted, right, with mm. the situation of intruders in their home. Just, hey, take the keys in the car. Oh, well, why not and... leave your door unlocked then and the car on the street? Mm. You know, where but... do you draw the line? Fuck these criminals. Fuck them. You want to get seal my car? Let's go. Come on in. I shouldn't be saying this. I'm the world's smallest human. They will step on me and I'll be a bug on the bottom of their shoe. But I don't want to make the water easier for criminals, neither do you, Margot. Don't talk yourself down like that, Dan. All that protein powder that you've been drinking over the last 18 months has made a difference, Margot. I'll, I'll throw the jar of protein powder Very at aggressive. them. That's, throw it in their eyes. <laughs> I That's reckon all I leave the do. door. Big five kilo one. Leave the door to your house slightly ajar, like in the movies or comedies, and put a bucket of water up there. Then when they open the door, the water oh, will Oh, like fall. Home Alone. And you they'll Macaulay. be so embarrassed. Oh, Are you Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten I'd seen that. Is that what I thought? He's, yeah. got, he's got oil sleep. swinging iron, yeah. you know, the hot swinging iron. Yeah. And they'll get so embarrassed and they'll go, oh, now all my, all my robbery, oh, robber gear's wet, I'll jo- go home. Joe Pesci's trying to break into my house again. <laughs> I genuinely I genuinely think about how I would approach that situation every night before I go to bed. Yeah. If Like, what am I wearing as well? Like, if oh. I have to get up and defend myself, photograph. I don't want to be naked because then they'll want to have sex with me, of course. Oh, okay. oh. You know, they 
gonna wow. be like, oh damn! I came here to take her car, but I'm gonna take her another way instead. Oh, well, you're talking about this is a so fantasy. I'm like, this I have to not, wear appropriate clothing so that I don't get attacked in the middle of the night, and not where's, just by my husband. Where's your husband? By an intruder. Where, where is he at this well, time? Well, sometimes he's away, oh, Marto, okay. and he, you killed. know, sometimes we've been sleeping separately mm, because he really con. likes sleeping up in the loft with the aircon. But because there's only two double beds up there, he shares with one of the kids, and then I sleep oh, in God. the bed, and then Memphis sleeps in the caravan. So we're split up all over the place at the oh moment. Oh, my God. It's, it's You're lovely because I get the bed to myself, he, but it means I'm in the house by myself. You want him to put on a balaclava and sneak in? And, <laughs> and, oh, Imagine I, that if I whacked him, took him out at the knees with a baseball bat. He's like, it's just me. <laughs> it's just me. I just wanted to try and I was just trying to steal your play. car. I'm just trying to role play. What a series of events we have ourselves. <laughs> Be careful, everyone. Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Oh, the youth crime crisis, one of the biggest stories that's going around in Queensland at the moment. And we go, oh, how are we going to fix it? Well, we may have some sort of an answer or at least pull the curtains back. We've got a senior Queensland police officer who's agreed to speak to us anonymously. With uh, uh, voice disguise as well. It'll sound a little bit weird, but that's the voice decoder. Go is with on. us here. Morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Finally, we've, we've had so much trouble getting anyone to talk to us. Why have you agreed to talk to us? I think it's something that needs to be uh, addressed from our perspective. The issue that we have is that we're effectively not allowed to talk publicly. So a lot of our feelings and beliefs uh, are hidden behind closed doors that the general public just don't get the opportunity to hear and certainly see different things and read what they read on social media that we don't have right reply to. What is it as a police officer that you actually can do these days? Look, we certainly have uh, have under certain policies, procedures and legislation, we do have the right to engage these vehicles. Now, that can be... Um, uh, deployment of TDDs or the, the stingers. Under certain circumstances, we do have the right to pursue, but that's very much controlled by an overviewing officer. And there are very, very uh, limited circumstances under which we can uh, utilise what's called uh, a boxing-in technique. Now, to do all of that, um, we've got to comply with the sworn legislation and also our own internal policies as well. So I suppose, putting into simple terms, when I talk about a war on youth crime, they're effectively our rules of engagement when it comes to, uh, to dealing with stolen vehicles. Whereas they don't have rules. Um, what are the most frustrating things about trying to do anything about youth crime? Look, very often for us, um, you have the the age now. Um, uh, there could be youth offenders from the age of 11 years upwards, and that consists of both males and females. They do put the community at significant risk because with their young age and effectively lack of driving skills, they still believe that they, um, they possess exceptional driving skills and drive at speed dangerously. So when you see uh, an 11-year-old that's gone through a speed camera and they're barely able to see up the steering wheel, that creates a, a significant issue. As far as uh, other issues we have, um, most time we will see uh, the same offenders. They're out on bail after having committed the same offences uh, on multiple times previously. And the court continue to release them on exactly the same bail and curfew conditions that are on when they were previously arrested. So this effectively indicates to um, those juveniles that there's really no repercussions because there doesn't seem to be an amplification in the um, in the penalties imposed by the courts. Yep. What do you think a short-term solution and possibly a long-term solution could be? Well, short-term, uh, getting them off, off the streets is, is very much a short-term solution. It doesn't necessarily change their attitudes, beliefs and, and behaviours. What we seem to see is it comes from a, uh, a parenting background. Now, there are some minor instances where juveniles do get mixed in with the wrong crowd, but the majority of the time what we're seeing is these kids' parents have a history within the courts. They themselves have very little respect for the law or people in general, and that attitude and belief seems to then transfer through onto their children. The difficulty we have there is how do you prove that the parents haven't been exerting or trying to execute any control over their, their children? So I think somewhere on the lines early on, there's got to be some sort of 
family intervention. Well, hold, uh, hold on. Let's let's just address that. Uh, over the weekend, they brought in some. Uh, well, they'll try the legislation to if you haven't gone to school. So they they're figuring out five to seven year olds. If you're not going to school, your parents are doing a shit job. Um, is that a lo- an avenue they should chase? That was an avenue that was available years ago. That was removed from us in that now the Education Department has to impose and do multiple inquiries and then if the children aren't going to school, then they report it to us. Now, over the many years I've been in the job, it's gone from us being able to be aware of that issue and charge parents to us effectively no longer being told that children have been not not allowed or not sent to school, not forced to go to school. Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as... The foster system is not great either, you know, in some instances. Where do these kids then go? I mean, either way, they're going to end up um, in the system on some level. Do you just implicate them earlier at five to seven years of age? Like, you know, what what is the... Well, can I play There's no answer here, is This it? is what's going on in Townsville and Cairns. We'd love to get your response to this. Now the impact's starting to show. In Townsville, robberies are down 70% with a group of 38 young serious repeat offenders who'd been running rife now locked up after lawlessness peaked last year. Down 70%. It was just 38 kids doing the bulk of the damage. Yes, I've, I've got to say uh, where I am, I would say that's that's exactly right. There is a small number of offenders creating the vast majority of the offences. Do you know them by uh, name when you see them? You, you, it's like you're seeing them again and you're completely familiar with them. You know the parents. You just, you know, it's almost like a weekly occurrence. Yes, it is. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the juveniles are well known to us. Um, oftentimes the crews that are out mobile will see a stolen car and if they can get reasonable vision of the driver, they're certainly able to identify who the offender is. Okay. Well, you've been doing this. You're at the coalface. What are the most important three things that should occur? What changes should be made? I think early intervention with uh, with kids, you can identify kids very early. Yep. Certainly um, incarceration. So bail imposed can't continue to be the same conditions they're released on. It's clearly seen that's not that that's not having any any effect, and I think there's instances where people need to be a little bit more responsible themselves. So we're still having instances where cars are stolen with the keys left in them, houses are broken into with doors left open. Now I know that's not in the case all the time, but we are still very regularly seeing that. So the door's unlocked and there's just a cabinet right there. The keys are in a dish or something on top of it. And so it's just grab the keys, garage door up, off you go. Correct. What powers do you think the police need? Police have the powers that we need as far as the arrest. It comes down to the judiciary imposing either A, more stringent bail conditions or B, just incarcerate him that if they're given multiple opportunities or several opportunities, they're clearly not going to comply with their conditions. They need they need to be put in a watch house and um, and then transferred through to uh, a custody uh, custody place. What about the government from that standpoint? Everyone's saying, oh, the government aren't doing enough. They're not, you know, uh, the laws need to be changed. The Youth Justice Act, you know, the Labor government are at fault for this back in 2015 when they changed the laws. What can the government actually do to help aid you as uh, in the police force and then our magistrates with the bail laws? Well, I need to modify the uh, Youth Justice legislation to remove the fact that uh, detention be a last resort. Um, yes, some some may comply with bail conditions, but when it's clearly the case that they are not, then you remove it as the last option and impose it as, um, as an ability to do so at an earlier opportunity. All right, officer. Thanks for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. If there's anything that you want to know, text us on 0484101045 and we might um, get you back on again in the future and put some more questions. So you're very brave coming on the radio and um, sharing your experience with us. Thanks for your time. Okay, thank you. Talking with a anonymous police officer there in the Queensland Police Force here on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast, don't you know, Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan.
Thought on Sport? Who do we need to play? Thought on Sport. Where is it? Well, not after you. Marto's just Thought on Sport. <laughs> that was Thank wonderful. You, we don't need it. Marto's Thought on Sport. Oh, there you go. Triple. What are you thinking? I'm thinking we're talking about security, and I'd like to just go back to Senior Detective Sergeant Dobbo. Remember last week he was talking about security in Las Vegas? One thing that Brisbane have done is they've got good security around the Broncos while they're in the USA. 12 security officers will be with the side. Mm. They are looking to see whether or not they will need some more, Jono. This is obviously developing, but they are putting every step in mm. place that this doesn't happen again. Okay, okay. Um, does anyone remember, I know this is a long bow, Colin Funky Miller, he played 18 yeah. tests for Australia, cricketer. Spin bowler. Yeah, coloured his hair, he used to yeah. play with blue hair, red hair. He was controversial, Funky. Anyway, for those who are wondering where's Funky been since he finished up, he went straight into the hotel and gaming industry in Las Vegas. The last 20 oh. years he's been working over there. And he's going, keep your money in your pocket and remember you don't suddenly get better looking after midnight. He's got some advice <laughs> for the rugby league teams. 20 years he's been over there. He's saying the uh, Las Vegas police chief, you know how we had, they, they were saying he addressed, he sent a um, some sort of a message to all the four league cl- NRL clubs going, going, don't underestimate the pitfalls of Sin City. Here's Funky Miller. My advice for all the players would be if you're in a bar at 3am and you're approached by a beautiful lady, just remember you didn't suddenly get handsome. No one gets better looking after midnight because he's claiming sextortion occurs. Lots of, lots of ladies of the night. I wouldn't have picked that in Vegas, would you? Have you been to Vegas? No. Yeah, I have. They're, what, are they just pros everywhere? Everywhere. The, the floor, what, the floor. What's in Vegas? Just gambling and, and prostitutes. Gambling and sex. Do you know why um, they call it Sin City? For a reason. Well, I didn't know why. I haven't um, been well, there. They just have all over the floor, littered all over the floor, mm. everywhere you walk out on the street. There's just, just condoms. Li- little cards oh. um, of sex workers that you can just ring and they just come and find you or you all find right. them. A so, lot of them are addressed to Katoni Stats. Oh, well, <laughs> the, my advice would be you'd keep your shirt on, Katoni. Well, anyway, so that's that. Um, can we have a quick... Quick warning siren. I, I, I need to throw a prediction up, Margot. Throw this one at Corey when you get home. And Corey, ring us if you're listening. Tyson Smoothie, did you see him? He played 14 on the weekend, okay? Reserve hooker. Mm-hmm. We don't need him. That's the end. He can go He can go back to wherever Tyson came from because what I saw in the last two in their two trial matches so far is Tristan Saylor. Mm. He's incredible. incredible. He changes the game. And what I saw in both last week and on the weekend was Reese Walsh. He comes into dummy half, and he was playing the first three. He comes in and plays dummy half. Now, if that occurs, so we don't need, we can have Tristan Saylor playing in jersey 14, back, half of the, back end of the first half. So remember this, back end of the first half, uh, Billy Walters go off for a rest. Reese Walsh will go in and play dummy half. Tristan Saylor will go to fullback, and Reese Walsh will be extraordinary with his pace out of dummy half. Can you imagine just beating that first? Am I getting too serious? Kevy, are you listening, Kevy? They brought Selwyn Cobo too. They've changed oh, his Christ. position. Brought him in. Brought him in one closer. Yeah. The Broncos attacking wise are a, such a huge threat. So Tyson Smoothie, because he's another waddler. He just waddles from play to play. Waddles from dummy half to dummy half. We don't need that. We need somebody who grumps into dummy half late in the half when all the other the opposition big forwards are getting tired and just burns them for pace. Tristan Saylor can jam in there. Selwyn Cobbo can jam in there. Castags if you go the other side. Sorry, that's my footy analysis. Um, Tyson Smoothie, don't need him, Kevy. Just make Tristan Saylor number 14. Isn't that a hell of an omen for Vegas that the Broncos have too many hookers? I oh, know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Is Tristan Saylor going? Because that means Dad might have to go. And <laughs> no, then, that's oh, even no, more no, dangerous. No, we can't have that. No. We can't Wendell, have, Wendell. Wendell nominate himself as one of the minders. Yeah. Someone alert Border Patrol. Oh, this I've got to go. You've got to look after me, son. Yeah. They need a cross no, through his no, face. No, Wendell, you don't <laughs> need, need to go. go. Need to go. <laughs> Sorry. Forgot that bit. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Brisbane as. There was a, a story. You know Andrew Lofthouse reads the news on Channel 9. Lofty and Melissa. All right. We're about the same vintage Lofty. In fact, our children went to primary, uh, went to preschool together oh, in primary cute. school for a while before he moved up the coast. So we're we're all, I would say, old kind of friends, you know, school friends, la, la, la. Um, I watched him last night on the Channel 9 News and uh, there was another old bloke from Brisbane, a bit older than than us, who has died. He was actually the face of, you know, after the news, they used to, the news used to only run for 6 until 6.30. Then they'd have a current affairs show. It used to be called Today Tonight and the guy who ran that in the 80s, 70s and 80s, he died, John Barton. <laughs> 
Thanks for joining us. Nicknamed the Silver Fox, John Barton was the face of early 80s current affairs television in Queensland. And Lofty knew him and uh, he wanted to pay tribute and went for about two minutes. It was quite a serious story. He was a sort of Ray Martin of Queensland, especially in Brisbane. He made two Prime Ministers. I remember watching, because we used to watch it at, you know, you know, when I was in my 20s and stuff. You go, oh, wow, he's a bit serious, that bloke. And you'd sometimes see him out at bars. You go, oh, well, there's the famous oh. bloke who interviews politicians and runs that Today Tonight show. Yeah, he was sort of famous and stuff. And, and, um, and he was, because he, it was when Joe was in charge, and you couldn't challenge Joe, but two Prime Ministers walked out on Who's him. Joe? Joe Bjorki-Peterson. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, there's, there's another one for YouTube. Revered for his no-nonsense interviewing on Nines Today Tonight. It was forensic, sometimes brutal, and Queenslanders tuned in with glee to see him make politicians mm. sweat. So, right, oh, that mate. sort of that sort Squirm of guy. in the chair. Mm. So easy, Tim Harvey Tim from back then, which is just needling even, him. Even more so because he used to run the show. His legacy was celebrated. His legacy is being celebrated across the media landscape. A very sad day in the history of Queensland. All right, so that happened. All right, and the story I went, ah. Oh, there you go. And then, straight away, and, and I understand you've got to be serious and stuff, but surely you could go to an ad or something, couldn't you, and let it go, like straight away. I've worked with John during his years at the ABC and he certainly left his mark. Well, why did the koala cross the road? It wasn't <laughs> to get to the other side, it seems. Speaking oh, of serious oh, journalism. Come on. <laughs> come on. Imagine doing that come as on. part of the obituary. The fact, the fact that he had to pause <laughs> and then, own, like, why couldn't Melissa? They've done, why did the koala cross the road? Oh, no, no, just go to an ad. Get out. Your mate died and then a koala crossed the road. Okay, please. can we all just close our eyes, please? <laughs> Pretend we're actually in the church yes. and this is the okay. Uh, obituary. <laughs> yes. Okay, so here we go. I worked with John during his years at the ABC and he certainly left his mark. Well, why did the koala cross the road? It wasn't to get to the other side, it seems. Attention, this is your safe place for the morning. Triple M Breakfast is a guaranteed Taylor Swift free show. Oh, yeah. What, what, what do you mean? Do we normally have our names at the front of the show? Well, it says Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast, Marta Margondair. Right well, now it just says no Taylor Swift. It, Thank yeah. God. And Thank I'm, God. I'm, di- I'm disobeying that straight away. Oh, because it's hard Jesus. to ignore, isn't it? it no, well, it's not. It's everywhere. No. No, no. Just don't read it. There were six straight articles in a row this morning on news.com. Tell them what happened yesterday. She flew out of Melbourne yesterday and she there was an enormous storm yesterday afternoon. There went, were people oh, in, there were ten people hit by land. lightning in Sydney yesterday. It was terrible, terrible storm and she landed. It was the only plane that landed in Sydney was her plane. Commercial flight. Commercial flight was cancelled except Taylor Swift's. Right. She landed. She just wanted to get there. She wanted to get to where is she staying? Barongar what is it called? Barongaroo. 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 Top of the Crown Towers. Oh. And there was a little girl and there were about twenty people there waiting there where the private jets all park. And there's this little girl waiting and little eight year old. She's gonna go long. No. Vivian? Yeah, yeah, yes. Do you want me to play her? Yeah. As bags were unloaded, eight-year-old Vivian stood in the rain with her pink guitar waiting and hoping. I still really want to see her because my mum tried to get tickets and she had five devices, but she couldn't. Well, don't get shit internet then. Mothers Mm. disappointing children all over the world. Even Stephen uh, Miles, our Premier, Mm. said yesterday, did you hear him? Mm. Couldn't get his tickets. Stiff Daugh- shit. His daughter mm. said, Dad, you're the Premier of Queensland. You still can't get tickets. Don't do with Optus. Teaching children resilience. <laughs> All right. I know every other radio station in Brisbane. Oh, we got tickets for Tay Day. They might get Vivian, but can we just ring little Vivian and go, Hey, you want to go to Blink 182 with that? <laughs> <laughs> Sit on Dad's shoulders. <laughs> what about, want to learn about the Kardashians? <laughs> oh, my God. Stop the show. What? Okay. All no, right. it's Ka- not a breed of dog, Marta. You remember how you told me about the Kardashians yesterday? Yeah. Courtney Kardashian. Yeah. You even told me her name and her boyfriend's name from Blink-182. Travis Parker. All right. Hillary, my daughter, and Kath went to get a coffee yesterday. Okay. Uh, They're staying and- at the Carlisle, I told you. All right. No. They were walking down the Riverwalk at no. Howard Smith Wharves. You are still on Triple M, everyone, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've got it's to Brisbane. Tell- it's local. I never have anything Ugh. to report. It's a Kardashian. Blink-182, we oh, play that here. Oh, oh stop. Wait, oh, the- wait. Look, small thing. Oh, no. So they go to get a coffee, and where they're having a coffee, there's Travis Barker and Courtney 
Courtney Kardashian. Courtney Kardashian. Look, look, it said it took photos, and what happened then? Hilly sent it to a few friends, and minutes later, there was about 50 people went to that same cafe. You have now become her, showing pictures of people's stuff on air. Who wears a trench coat in Brisbane in summer? I trench coat on. Oh, no. She's there got go. T on. She's Kardashian. got TNs on. She's wearing SA shoes. All right. Yeah. And then they ring me and say, do you want to come up and see them? I went, no. <laughs> no. I'm you know that handbag she's got there? That's an Hermes uh, Kelly oh, bag. You've gone too far. $25,000 for a handbag. You've gone too far. You know, I did see at the airport the other day with uh, little Vivian and her guitar there waiting for Taylor. This was a bit sad. I thought Joe Camilleri was there too. I have no idea what this is. What are you doing? The Taylor factor is undeniable. Is Even dads have been converted into oh. Swifties who have taken their oh. daughters. Margot, can I? Margot, you said it's, it's so, so wholesome. So I love wonderful. it. I think it's so beautiful, the whole thing. Mm. I want to talk about it later in the show. What is, have you started microdosing mushrooms? Ooh, what no. has to you? I just realised, like at the MCG, it was... Everyone was supporting the one team. It was such, apparently, it was so. 288,000 people over the course of three nights. $5 billion Mm. she will have injected into the world's economy and $1.4 billion Mm. gross tour. And she's revived Joe Camilleri's career. Shut up. No one knows what that Joe Camilleri shit is. <laughs> Let's get the show underway. Triple M version. How All right. Quickly, no more Tay-Tay for a while. How quickly we forget, huh? We went the versions and now we're a Taylor-free zone where we talk about it anyway. We're all over the shop. We need a psychiatrist You can't here, ignore it. We can't work out what's going on. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Brisbane is. You wonder why everything's costing so much. You need to look no further than this pay increase that's occurred down in Melbourne. Now, CFMEU, the uh, big construction, forestry, miners, whatever, the big the big union in Queensland as well as Melbourne, down in Melbourne, they have just secured a 5% or more than 5% pay rise for labourers and traffic controllers. So... Traffic controllers, to me, are one of the blights on our society. This is one of the reasons things cost so much, uh, and they're a perfect example. They are now going to be getting around 100, able to earn, this article's telling me, $120,000 a year. So it ends up being $2,000 per week plus another $250 a week in travel allowance. I feel like you need to explain yourself when you say traffic controllers are the blight on our society because we have a lot of them listening it's to us. It's a pain in the ass. They do nothing. I go past them in the mornings. You go, everyone goes past them. Everyone else will be working on that site, whatever they're protecting, and they're just leaning there. Are you telling me they're worth $120,000 a year? Do you know after you do six years of medicine, you get paid $80,000 to be a first-year doctor? You do not forget until you're five years, and I believe doctors are the saints of our our society, okay? You don't get $120,000 a year until you're five years, that's 11 years after you lose school, you're five years into your doctoring, you finally make $120,000 a year. You tell me that's fair enough to be a stop-go man. Now, do, t- do teachers and nurses now? Oh, te- they'll never make. They barely make $120,000 a year. Hard to convince people to do that Is stuff. Is it high They're risk, easy. though? Well, but can't so that what, can't what it be is automated, the... Margot? Can't, can't you have a, a, like an automated, you know, machine like that detect the cars as they drive past? We do it at car parks for like Christ's sake. Like the slow down, Sam. Yeah, and they, they read your license plate and they know the okay that was the last car to go through, and then they change. Couldn't you automate that? Oh no, it's not that hard. Are you telling <laughs> me they're worth forty, fifty thousand dollars more than the average average wage to be a stop go person? This is one of the problems because unions are in control of everything. That's why everything's costing so bloody what much. What is the explanation though as to why they get paid so much? Unions. Unions. Yeah. Because the unions say they should. So the unions control everything. Unions control that building. Look out here with all these cranes are. The unions control all the things. So they decide all these people get paid and they're not contributing more than other people to society. Is there not an element, though, of them keeping their work safe site because they're the one that govern the traffic that's entering and exiting that space? Well, that's the bullshit that they use to justify (laughs) the pay increase. It's incredible. Just make your life, make it safe. mm. Make it safe. Don't get paid more. Make it safe. I bet they're listening right now and I bet. Oh, someone will be up me. No, 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 no. I bet that they are smiling right now because I bet they've said to their friends, mate, I am in an absolute racket. I get paid 120 grand a year to hold a sign and I'm happy for you guys to call in. 90 bucks an hour on weekends. I bet you've bragged about it. One, triple, three, five, three. Have you noticed that a lot of females... Um, yeah. Play that role. Good on them. Yeah. Good on. Well, they're, they're, it's not their fault they get paid that much. I'm just saying they do. Is it is it fair, Dinkin? Maybe give us a ring. One triple three five three. Are you going? Oh, we don't actually get paid that much. 
Well, I'm, well, remember we had I'm this with Garbos. It. We did that a couple of weeks yeah. ago. We said we heard Garbos earn like 150 grand a year and That's they're like, true. yeah, if you okay. work 90 hours a week, Margot. And that is a good place to distinguish too, Marto. Mm, gotcha. I am not blaming the person. Good on you if you can get that money. Gorgeous. <laughs> well done to you. You're yeah. scamming the system. And is there a bit of a myth in and around yeah, what the maybe. earnings are? Because you often hear blokes or people say, oh, I'm going to send my son to the mine. He can earn 200 so, uh, grand a year. A but it takes it 10 years to start at 110 to move to 200 grand a year. So maybe it's the, mm. the higher end of things. i got a son who's, what, three years out of his apprenticeship. So he did his four years and he did two He's done two or three years since then. He is a wonderful tradesman and he, you know, what do they get? 80 grand or something or other for the year. Like, and these people are getting $120,000 well, a year. On. Is Be- it true? Before you go off half yeah, talk right. to Dave, he might, th- that might be over-reporting. Dave, what, what, 120 grand a year, is that real for stop-go <laughs> sign holders? White Rail Gold Coast. They start at $62 an hour, go up to $70 an hour. Sunday night, they're on double time. Over $100 an hour. <laughs> Dave, you can't blame them, though, because if someone offered you 150 grand to hold the sign, surely you'd be like, sign me up, baby. Well, if someone offered me 150 grand to stand around and do nothing, I would make sure I'd be drug-free. David, there's got to be some sort of an explanation, though, as to why the unions feel that that role warrants that sort of pay, surely. Labor is a good... I'll tell you why. Yeah. I'll tell you why, because... The CFMEU union numbers, if you look at it, are going down. They are leaving the union like there's no tomorrow, right? And they want to keep their backbone. So they, if you want to come and work for me, you must be a union member. That's what they do. And they control and the they government control. in New South Wales, Queensland and Victoria. What do you do, Dave, for a living? I, 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 I am a um, civil senior Supervise. That's right. You're, you're into engineering, actually building roads and bridges and things. Do you mind, Dave, if I ask what sort of money in a ballpark figure would a civil engineer earn? Well, um, not that. First year graduates, you're on 80, if that. Yeah. I can tell you I graduated electrical engineering. This is many years ago, 2005 I graduated. My well, first pay would packet. You be on? Yeah. including super. But what would you be on now? If you've just finished engineering and that's along with, you know, my thoughts, along with doctoring, if we get engineers, that's the only way a society moves forward. They're probably only on 80 grand as well. Is that right? We got backpackers. Dave saying We got backpackers twisting a sign going stop and slow. Uh, It's red hot, this scare. Let's get the other side here. Matt in Burpengary, I think you want to um, do the other side of this equation, mate. What do you want to say? Yeah, I mean, like, traffic control is a pretty easy job, but uh, I've been doing it for a year now, and yeah. I've seen people people get ripped out of cars. I've seen trucks hit, uh, you know, work utes at 120 on the highway because they're just not looking properly. I know doctors are saving lives, but I think traffic control is pretty risky sometimes too. So I think that's all the right. risk. That's, that's where the money's at, the and risk. You, now, you're getting paid all right, though, Matt? Yeah, I'm getting, like, I do five days, which is pretty much like six till five, which is just under two grand. But it's the night shifts and all the overtime where you earn your money at. Um, and I'm certainly not getting 65 an hour base rate. I know C- CFMEU does, but I I work for one of the largest tra- traffic controller companies in a, in Australia, and we're definitely not on that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks that it's an unnecessary job, Matt. It's no. just when we had 120 grand, we we're blown away. Surely, like 80 grand or something would be reasonable for that. What, what do you think is reasonable for someone to hold a stop slow sign as an annual salary? I think- I think it's just where you're at and what you're doing. Um, I worked the Gold Coast 500, and uh, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, I had people ripping your signs out and tucking people with knives and bottles, and, and you're dealing with that. So, Jeez. All right. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's danger okay. money. You deserve danger money that weekend. Yeah. All right, Matt, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. No worries. Have a good one. Yeah, I think like in the, you know, the Garbo investigation that we did, you've got to be working, like uh, Matt said, nights, Mm. overtime, weekends, et cetera, to be making up that sort of pay packet. But potentially it was, you know, reported incorrectly in that you can Mm. earn up to $120,000, not that they're earning $120,000. Keep it going. We're happy to hear from you. 0484101045. You know who gets underpaid? I think we can all 
Salisbury radio presenters. We are at the front line, the coal face of this society. Not the Coal and Jackie O ones, just yeah. the Triple oh, M ones. Jesus. <laughs> no, no. Wouldn't Don't even start. I wouldn't mind signing a $50 million contract. Oh, my God. <laughs> Marto's Thought on Sport. Bit of a story going around tomorrow, uh, yesterday. A bit, a big story as well. AFL aims for one million participants backed by one billion dollars of investment. Wow. Um, I think maybe they were a bit, because uh, the AFL season won't start for what, another 25 days or so. The opening round, not mm. round one, the opening round. And is of a course, week after Vegas. What's the focus of the opening round of the AFL? They're playing a lot of games up in New South Wales and quite Queensland. Non-Victorian team. Thank you. And that's where they're setting their sights. Not only are they setting their sights at the moment, Margot, they've got 523,000 participants across Australia. They want to double that to a million. Are you talking from grassroots? For everything. Everything. Every single person to elite. Would you say that the AFL has the best grassroots Auskick's pretty good and Auskick's pretty popular and Auskick mm. is cheap. I That's thought the AFL were up there as some of, one of the best. It's such a good thing for kids to do because they get a backpack and a footy. My four-year-old has got all the invitations to play various mm. sports and dancing. She's doing dancing. It was like 210 bucks. Oh, but dear. what arrived late, I oh, know, oh, what arrived late though was the AFL one. It was like $80. Yeah, for, Auskick, 80 bucks for, two for six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, River did it. She loved it. That just yeah. made me think, what about if you could do dancing with a footy? Like if you just, they gave you <laughs> An AFL, like in club colours, a tutu. That's actually called Gaelic football. Oh, that's nice. That's good from you. Yeah. This has got nothing to do with the news story, which I'm talking. Um, so so a billion dollars. A billion dollars they've got to spend. They have got real money because they own their own stadiums, that huge broadcast deal and all the rest of it, but they want to have a crack. They are so determined, and you'd think on, on the face of it, to get stuck into rugby league. But you know what's going to happen? Rugby league will survive. It won't be any problems in Queensland, New South Wales. It's going to be rugby union that's going to be really put to the sword mm, yeah. here. How are, how are they intending on doing it? Because they've got to double their participants. Uh, geography, they're focusing on emerging markets, i.e. New South Wales and Queensland, and, of course, the new team in Tassie. They're copping a bit down there, but Tassie's already an AFL state. Products, more options to play, so they you know they won't be playing full 18 on 18 games for the little kids. They'll be doing Kick, and then they'll be progressing to 9 on 9 and things like that. Um, and facilities and environments, here you go. What One of their plans is to turn is to get more ovals because they can't play on all the rectangular fields. Let's say in Queensland, New South Wales are dominated by rectangular fields. The only only ovals are either established AFL clubs or cricket fields. So what they're going to do, they're going to probably buy cricket clubs or buy land and build new ovals Mm. or buy rugby league clubs and bugger them off and turn them into an oval. That'll be the the litmus test, Marta. Remember the old progress odometer is look out at the skyline and see how many cranes are up and about. When you fly over Melbourne, next time you go down there, have a look down and it is just ovals Ovals. dotted through the suburbs. When you start to see that in Brizzy, you'll know the AFL's taking a stronger That's that's one of the differences between Sydney and Melbourne is you fly over Sydney, you see rectangular ovals and swimming pools. Melbourne... Bugger all swimming pools, but plenty of ovals everywhere, like six ovals next to each other. Because it's so the way they'll do this is they'll probably go through private schools, and I think we all know that's the only way that um, rugby union survives in terms of participation. Is they'll uh, they'll start talking to teachers and talking to schools, going hey, and schools, private schools, they love money. Um, They'll offer their money and go. Listen, what you need to do is one term. Don't worry about, you know, instead of playing, no, not instead of, can you also play an AFL? It's already happening, by mm. the way. Um, play a bit more AFL. We'll give you a bit more money. And that's what will drive this. And eventually Rugby Union, which hasn't got any money at the moment, won't be able to compete. And the teachers will all go, so much easier just to let AFL run our sports program. And that'll be the end of Rugby Union. Wonderful time to have a Gold Coast Suns tattoo on your ass. I would have thought the rise of AFL in Queensland, huh? That'll come good eventually, Marto. It'll take a while. You inspiring young men to become number one ticket holders at the Brisbane Lions. Don't kids aspire to that. I've got my number one ticket holder TED Talk coming up soon. I'll give you the link to buy talks. Just be mum in the audience. Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as.
gentlemen, I want to put you on show right now and use you as a bit of an example. Uh, I want to have a, a Bits and Bobs chat. Bits and Bobs, Bits and Bobs. Margo and Dan have Bits and Bobs. Well, for the last couple of weeks, I've, I've overheard the two of you talking about your testicles and your hernias and operations and procedures you're having done over the next week or so. And I just wanted to bring it to the attention no, of our audience. ourselves up. Well, I like it and I'm proud of you because oh. generally men talk about their issues and then do nothing about it. Like my husband who fell backwards off the mower a couple of weeks ago, continued to uh, have a sore back, uh, did nothing about it until I booked him into the physio and said, you're going, I've paid the deposit, you have to go, right? Otherwise, he would have just walked around with a bad back for the next, you know, 10 years and then, you know, been out of work and whinged about it and, you know, whatever. Without women, the life expectancy of men would be 37. You too. You're the ones who make us look after us. Are being very productive. And off the back of the, the King's c- cancer prostate news, I feel like it's, you know, probably something that we should highlight here about men. Oh, That's no. you guys out there listening. Look after yourselves and make sure if there's a problem, you get it seen to. It's not because my Marto, you have been pushing what you call your third testicle, which is actually a hernia, back mm. up into wherever it's supposed to into be. The hole where it lives. <laughs> but it's finally. Like a, now, I'm not. Which I, is very uncomfortable for and, me in here sometimes. And um, I'd be happy to do that for the next 20 years. I, I'd be but happy, but Kath. What are you doing? Kath said, can you get rid of that thing? It's now Go bigger. Go and than, get it fixed. It's now bigger than a tennis ball, this lot. <laughs> yeah, it started as a mini, like a testicle thing, and it just. Where is it? It wasn't it's great. In my left was, groin, yeah. there's a little hole there when you're young. Oh, I've had two hernias. Yeah. Oh, right. You yeah. understand. It's, where, had it's where your nuts yeah. drop down when you're a kid yeah. and mm. sometimes it heals over. But it, but hernias yeah. can come out near your belly button or down in your groin. Yeah, Corey had one on his belly button. When I first oh, met him, he had he? just had a hernia operation yeah. to have the tears stitched back together, et cetera. We, we work hard. And, Dan, you're going to get something um, that you've had uh, a problem with for 20 years. You yeah. finally decided it's time to go and get it fixed. I've been yeah. sitting on it literally for 20 years. I've been asking people about sorted. mine for two and a half years. Years. Yeah. Uh, anyone of, if I ever hear anyone talk about hernias, I ask, oh, yeah, and, and most people do wait years to get it done. Oh, but this thing's been fine. Yeah, it's okay. What, it annoys my it's wife. Okay. It, it, three, five, it's three. like a hernia. Cat's embarrassed because I put yes. togs on. If I put dick stickers <laughs> oh. on, she goes, oh, the tennis ball's out. <laughs> 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 okay, TMI, a little bit too fast. However, one triple three five three. I thought this is a really good opportunity to send a message to our blokes and our ladies as well. Get your checks done. Go and get your skin checks done. Go and get your prostate tested. Go and get your hernia stitched up. Whatever oh, it is day. that you need to do, get it fixed. And if there's something that you haven't had done that you're holding on to or living with, what is it? One triple three five three. How long have you been living with something that you should yeah. have got fixed? Can I hi- Yeah. Can I? That, I, I want to hijack this and um, mm. just declare myself the winner. Come on, twenty years of tolerating. You only did three and a half. That's coward material from you to only have a third. Oh, testicle I consider I'd, I've hurried this along. Yeah. So, I, I consider myself being a real Can you be 20 in. years? 20 years I've been sitting on this swollen vein. Give a forewarning. I've been quite proud of it. I've been quite <laughs> proud of it. It's called a varicocele. I'm proud of it. You know, so you've got it. the varicose veins of the backs of the legs like ladies yeah. get, except but yours is downstairs in your manhood. One triple three five three. We're getting personal here, uh, but it's an important message, which is you've got to take care of your health because if you don't have your health, you don't have a lot. Oh, but if you've only got a third testicle, you can still get it checked. I, I, I found out yesterday that my pool cleaner, my pool man, who I've been cursing for the last couple of weeks, no, I said, oh, where is he? Bloody pool's gone green. There's leaves in the pool, blah, blah, blah. And then some new guy turned up. Mark, thank you very much for your services at Austin Pools, uh, told me that he had a heart attack. Now, this he's 40-something 40, 40 years of age. How big is your pool? Had had issues, had felt, <laughs> and he was like, never got it seen to. What, 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 now and then he had a heart attack, and now he's got to have it seen to. What about your right? aircon guy? That hasn't worked for us. <laughs> Don't tell me he's got cancer. <laughs> Make it a forewarning to others. What do you want to tell people or remind them about what they need to do? Who's pushed through more than 20 years? We'll pump you up. How long night. did you put up with Don't be a coward for? like us and get it fixed, mm. right? We're bowing No, out. don't. That's the Wrong advice. Adam in Camp Hill, you got a story to tell? Yeah, well, I get so many kids and have a, and, and work. If only Adam had a better line. Adam's Keith, phone's it, not we'll come back to you, Adam. Sort back your back phone out. Uh, Keith no. in Narangbar. <laughs> what have, you, have you been putting up with something for a really long period of time? Did you finally get it sorted? 
Yeah, my dear, look, those pair of cooks and they need to get themselves fixed up, eh? Um, yeah. You let it go, you're going to really suffer, guys. I was, I was laying out of the truck welding. I had the handy that I used to keep pushing in all the time. And yeah. I rolled over to adjust the welder and bang, my stomach split and uh, the bowel popped out from the inside of my stomach, eh? Oh, Full oh, prolapse. See? Wow. And, I mean, Keith's got ADHD as this well. This is what so happens when you don't look after yourself. Keith needs to take his Ritalin today. Jack from Morrowfield. He's had a sore back for 15 years, only just got it sorted. Could you imagine how much Jack's life would have been better had he assorted his back out 15 years ago? Okay. Can we go back to Keith, please? About, <laughs> just about his stomach falling out. Keith, did you keep on welding? Mate, yeah, I finished the job and oh. I pulled out of the truck. All oh, right. I, so I... I tried to push it back in, mate, but it wouldn't go back in. Hold on. So your guts... <laughs> You could have welded it your up, whole, Your abdomen is on the outside <laughs> and you fi- finished the welding job. Well, I had to, mate. I had a big hole in the exhaust pipe. I had to fix it up, mate. Yeah. Well, you had a big hole in your stomach. You needed to get I'm, that fixed I'm too, I'm get you to weld up my hernia. No, stop it. Okay, listen. Both is exhaust This is supposed to be a serious public service announcement. Ladies, get your breasts checked. Get your pap smears done. Gentlemen, get your holes in your stomach sorted. Keith, how long did you have that hernia for before you actually got it fixed, before it prolapsed? I was a sook like his pair. I had it for about 10 years. Yeah, oh, that's see? weak. I've been going 20, mate, with mm. my swollen vein. You mm. could have done better than that, Keith. And, gentlemen, get your exhaust fixed. You know what they sound like when they're not working. Try to relax your anus. <laughs> Stop it. This is not supposed to be funny, you two. You've got to take this seriously. Adam, have you been a coward and got something fixed? Oh, Adam. I have been a coward. This is the way it should be. Yep. <laughs> I, um, I've, got a, I've got my wife's a nurse, and I took my issues to her. She said, oh, you'll be right. And um, I, just from the cold, and eventually um, I couldn't do anything. I dead set was, couldn't put a screw together. Finally went to the doctor, and I ended up having a collapsed lung. <laughs> right. See, you guys are silly billies. A whole lung out of action. But nurses. Well, he couldn't breathe, could he, eventually? No, your lung has collapsed. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, they said that. Usually you have shoulder pain. Oh, yeah, got that. I'm used to that. I don't know. Shoulder pain. What about Sean? Sean in Alex Hills, Adam. Yeah. He's had a hernia for 15 years. Are you gonna? He's going to end up with a prolapse too. Coward, Sean. Make it to two decades, mate. You get long service leave. Uh, mate, I got I got it fixed two years ago. Yeah, good, uh, Sean. What finally gave you the push? Emergency surgery. Emergency. Uh, you had a prolapse. I woke, I woke up. I woke up on the 3rd of January and it was, I was in a lot of pain, so I went down to the hospital at Redland and they done tests at 2 a.m. At 11 o'clock that night, they transferred me to the PA. Mm-hmm. 2 a.m. the next morning, they operated on me. Mm. Would have been worthwhile to get it fixed earlier, 13 years now, earlier, listen, perhaps. Let, let's get back to Adam and his collapsed lung. Thanks, Sean. Um, hernias aren't all that much fun. Andrew John won a premiership. In, Andrew John's won a premiership in 1995 oh, with a collapsed so lung. Tough on <laughs> up, Adam. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. Model Margot and Dan on 104.5 Triple M. Hey, uh, remember a couple of weeks ago when Albo overturned those stage three tax cuts after he'd been saying for months and months, my word is my bond. Boo. My word Boo. is my bond. Order. I, I now understand what he was talking about because as more information comes to hand, my knowledge grows and I can change my point of view. And I know we played the Taylor Free stuff, but I'm opening my mind. I want to talk about Taylor, Taylor Swift. Oh, boo. Listen. Boo, I heard you say something this morning that I never thought I would hear come out of your mouth. I'm really enjoying the Taylor Swiftness. Right. It started. It's so wholesome. And Can I was like, what is, it started. What is going on it here? It started with some mums, uh, some mums on Facebook. I think going, he's microdosing mushrooms. Something's no, no, going no, on. no, listen. I saw these mums and they said the happiest moment, one of the happiest moments of their lives was looking down at their daughters, mm. the smiles on their faces. And those daughters mm. will never forget the concert, but those mums will never forget the concert. And then young Alex, who I claimed, he's our producer, AFL mad, he loves the roosters. He's, I claimed earlier that he may have had a penisectomy, which is when you cut your penis off and that was a terrible thing to say to him because then I sat down, he went down there with his girlfriend and went to the Saturday, he went to the Friday night concert at the MCG just to buy merchandise and then he attended the Saturday night concert. Do you think he had his eyes closed and he was just pretending watching the Brisbane Lions play Collingwood in the... Yeah, he had this in his earbuds. (laughs) All right. So he's at the MCG. (laughs) And you know the point he made? 
It was so easy to have a wee because those toilets, he reckons less than 3% of the audience were male. He said to have a wee, he said, A, there were no drunk people. He said the vibe was absolutely incredible. It was so friendly. It was so positive. He said there was no one pushing in any queues. Chicks, and the thing is you've got to think, everyone was there supporting Taylor Swift. They were there for the home team. The home team was the only one who had fans there. It was like when India played Pakistan in India and those 120,000 Indians and no Pakistanis were allowed. Everyone's going for the same mob. He can said I read it was you this? tremendous. Yeah, can I read you this? Yeah. The answer I keep coming back to when I'm asked what the concert was like is simply this. Mm. It was like visiting an alternate universe where everyone is happy yeah. and kind, kind and bursting out of their skin Isn't it with good joy. Vibe. Good vibe. Today good vibe. I feel uh, gay. No, good vibe. Now, he said there were no drunks there. That's the other thing. Oh, okay. Which well, is why. The whole concert's what? on report in the bin there. What? No. You are. The whole thing Little, is in the bin. Little girls. Sick of it. What's he wearing today? He always wears a Roosters or a Lions jersey every single day of his life. What's he wearing? I don't even have to turn around. It's a Taylor, Taylor Swift hoodie, <laughs> which means, Alex, you can join us. On report and in the bin. Uh, Taylor, that means he stood in the, the merchandise line yeah. for four hours well, like everybody what, else what to else try and get an heiress to us. Um, <laughs> she's quite um, enigmatic. Is that the word that you would enigmatic, say? Enigmatic, yes. know, Enigmatic. She, she makes me need an enema. She just has this thing about her, even if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, she has this way of drawing you in because yeah. kindness wins in the end, right? Oh, and she has faced God. such adversity throughout <laughs> her Dad career. Meryl Lynch, yeah. the bank. Yeah. 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 Like Kanye West now. came for her, Jay-Z came and Beyonce oh, came for her. She was on stage no. getting an award. Came All for her. And they, they interrupted oh. her and belittled her no, and manipulated it, it and undermined like her. Undermined. She and now, speaks to a generation. Yeah. Generation. Okay. Yeah, that's not. You're that's gone. Not if you keep going, you're gone as well. All I want to say, it was easy to get a pierce at the MCG. Okay, you can <laughs> stay. I didn't even go to the concert and I feel like I was oh, there. Right. It was it, it was magical from, can, from all accounts. Can we turn it around? It's a real good vibey part of the show. Let's turn it around. Alex did that for love. There's no other reason because... Uh, he did it for a rude. He, he did it for his Excuse girlfriend. Excuse me. He did it for his girlfriend. That's rude. How dare you. That's rude. How dare you, That's not how Taylor would speak. <laughs> and to disrepute. <laughs> one, okay, sorry. One for me too. On report and in the bin. One, two, or three. What did you do for a... Um... For love. <laughs> what did you love. do for love? Come on. 8.30, kids What did you do that went completely against all your values for... To, re- love. Love. to make love. What did you do to, to make, make love? love? No, what yeah. did you do for love? You asked Darren from Nunda. What have you done for love, Darren? Gave out my freedom, mate. Oh, oh you got married too, eh? <laughs> yeah, mate, yep. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, How's it going, is that, Darren? Is that what we're going to just get? Josh <laughs> in Baronia High. How long's it been, Darren? How long have you done? Well, how much time? Uh, we've been married, I think, oh, shit, nine okay, years. Oh, you get parole, say. You parole with conditions. You get the electronic bracelet that we get on the tenth anniversary. <laughs> they call that an Apple Watch. So yeah, they can monitor they can our track you. times two. Oh, good luck, Josh in Baronia Heights. What have you done for love? Oh, I once uh, bought me the uh, ex missus a, a plane ticket to go home from holidays just to find out she hooked up with another bloke while she was away. Oh, well, that that's, backfired. Well, when you look back at it, that's probably good, isn't it? It is, mate. It gave her the handball and off she went. Yeah. So, yeah. You're, you're free. You bought yourself freedom there, Josh. Freedom. Yeah, these are beautiful stories, Jesus. guys. This Did any Taylor could write a story about anyone that. Anyone romantic? <laughs> we'll forward it Call to in. Her. Peter and Caboolture. Good morning. G'day. How you going? Yeah, good. Alex flew down to Taylor Swift, mm. books, flights, accommodation, bought tickets, went with the girlfriend. He's now wearing a Taylor Swift jumper. What did you do for love? Well, it wasn't me. It was the wife. Um... I met her in 1990 selling vacuum cleaners. I was from Canberra. She was from Young. Um, I heard through a window and seen a seen a vacuuming, so I asked for a coffee and we got together. Yeah. And then about uh, three weeks later, I was in Canberra and um, and she gave me a phone call and said she was on her way to, to Canberra. I said, oh, "Okay, no worries." And I found out that she basically hitchhiked from Young to Canberra, stopping at relatives' places along the way. 
and it took her about a week to get there. So but she she walked a hell of a long way for love. For love, yeah. for you, still, Peter. Yeah. We're still together. Let's get back to the vacuum. I think bit. the most romantic part <laughs> is that we Peter walked past the shop where she was vacuuming and thought she'll make a bloody good wife. Yeah. That one, I'll yeah. marry her. Look at her picking up those bowling balls <laughs> with that vacuum cleaner. Amazing. Yeah? Mm. And Peter, then what happened, mate? I needed a new heel for my shoe, so <laughs> I decided to go to Morganville, oh, okay. which is what they Canberra? call Shelbyville in those days. <laughs> so I tied an onion to my belt, right, Pete, we gotta go, which mate. was Pete, the style at the time. That is so mean no. of you. <laughs> but it, That's Peter. He's taking the piss out of you there, Pete. Nichols had pictures of bumblebees oh. on them. Pete's still Give going. Give me five bees for a quarter. How much is a vacuum cleaner, Now, where were oh. we? Oh, oh yeah. The important thing was right. that I had an onion on my belt. Oh, That's enough out of you. Send yourself to the bin and turn your own Pete, microphone off, Peter. Pete How dare you? That's with so one rude. of the great stories <laughs> of love. We asked Peter to, to yeah. call us on 1233. Oh, he finally gave us a romantic sorry. story that wasn't sarcastic or suggestive or objectifying. I'm going back to Pete. Pete, can you I needed a new heel for my shoe. Get yourself in the bin. I decided to go to Morganville. On report and in the bin. Thank you.